Hey, everybody. Welcome to Burn After Noticing. It's the number one Burn Notice watch-through podcast that's sort of about Burn Notice. We're back. It's the end of season two. We made it. It's been a long journey, uh, and we're not doing it alone. Uh, I have my co-host, Josh, with me. Josh. I'm always here. Hey, I'm Paul. I should probably say who I am. I don't know. You guys don't care who I am. Whatever. Do you get excited every week to watch an episode? Do I get excited every week? Hell yeah, yeah, I, I just really want to ask that. Of course I do. Of do you really? I, yeah, why not? There why are some I? where I'm just, I really don't want to. Well, this this season has been uh, a little bit rough. And like through some of the like our, our really bad episodes, the one after that, you're a little worried like, fuck. But, you know, it's a finale. I was optimistic about this one. And, uh, well, I guess we'll talk about what happened. And uh, we brought a guest along to do that. Uh, he is the host of the Jack AM Twitch stream on Twitch, uh, the host of Struggle Session and producer of the brand new Hot and Rich show on Twitch. It's Jack Allison. Jack. Hey, what's going on? Thanks uh, for having me. Thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'd i never seen Burn Notice, and so I'm <laughs> glad to finally get to check out Burn Notice. It's what everybody's been talking about. It's the show on uh, everyone's lips. <laughs> the, the, sure. the people the are pirates clamoring. pirates love it. The people are clamoring for the hot brand new show burn notice. <laughs> well, you know, we'll get into that in a second here, but yeah. Yes, we, we sure will. But yeah, thank you for taking the time to uh, to do this with us. Of course. That's usually our first question for all our guests is like, what's your history or have you seen this show before? Uh, right. So were you, did you know anything about it or like, like what it was before you went into this? You know, I, I will tell you that I, I feel like I just like it sort of, you know, very tangentially, you know, was aware that a burn notice like existed. You know what I mean? Like, I don't really uh, I, I just knew that there was a show called Burn Notice is pretty much <laughs> what the extent of my understanding of burn notice was. That that's... was mine, too. Honestly, before that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's about where I was at. I, I remember it was the thing they do ads for during Monday Night Raw a lot 10 years ago. Like, that's like, right. Kind of all. That's all I got. Um, then, and Bruce Campbell was in it. So, so that kind of was enticing. I feel like I like maybe knew Bruce Campbell was in it, but I, I, you know, I that I don't know why, but that never uh, drew me or something. I'm a Bruce Campbell fan, but I, I never thought to watch this show. It's because uh, it's, it's like on USA. Like, have you ever been really super jazzed about any USA Network show? No, and maybe that's some like a prejudice or something like that. Like, what does it matter really at a certain point? Like, you know, what does it matter uh, if it's USA like it's we you know we watch all sorts of we watch everything we watch is web series pretty much well, well famously you know on USA mean? characters are welcome you know you, you, like the, <laughs> you, you gotta welcome, welcome those characters that's the, that's the is that, isn't that TNT or is, no, it, is that USA at, well at TNT TNT's, Jack they know drama yeah oh yeah they know drama they know drama over there they know drama and then this one is characters welcome so is this yep. a character show <laughs> I, I would, I, you know, Burn Notice, the famously character driven. Yeah, like uh, a, a big character show. Oh, characters you probably remember the names of, I'm sure. <laughs> many call, yeah, yeah. Uh, many are calling Burn Notice a character study of its time. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely a show about characters. <laughs> Yeah. Well, but it's about. I mean, if if by characters you mean accents, then yes, yes. If that's the same thing, then yeah. Yeah. Although less accents in this one than normal, which is a bummer. So less so accents. A, oh, there's more usually explosions. a lot more accents. There are more accents. Yeah, this you is usually a show like cover identities. Accents. Yeah, they like to do cover identities, and uh, famously the the female lead Fiona. So that character, which they don't explore now because it's kind of like a setup thing, but she's uh, uh, an Irish woman who's playing as an American simply because she lives in America now. Ah, okay. So okay. she's doing an American accent uh, just because she lives there, and that's she decided okay. to. <laughs> 
hey, well, that's good for her. You know, everybody can do whatever accent they like. Absolutely. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> any accent? Whatever. I mean, yes, no. Literally any accent. accent. Accents, you know, I don't know. You know, I don't, do whatever you... Actually, I got no, nothing to say about accents. <laughs> Jack Allison, uh, a noted fan of Chet Hayes. <laughs> no accents. Actually, don't do any accents. Don't do any accents. Don't do accents. No accents. No, no accents are okay, Yes, if you, actually, if you have opinion. an accent, like, from your native region, you have to practice Better, your non-regional diction. Yeah, you know, you're uh, in America. Speak the language, you know? Yes. It's one of those... <laughs> Everybody needs to talk like a local newscaster from the Midwest. Right. Like right, that's how right, everyone right. should sound. Right. <laughs> the peak of accents. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't. Yeah, but we, they don't usually do it. Usually, like he'll do a cover one. But they famously this this episode too. Just you know, well, his, his client is is the guy you know that it's his enemy or something. You know, it's his enemy this time. Yes, so you did pick up on that. This one, uh, uh, there was a little bit of a twist in this. No wrong. Uh, uh, yeah. Serious. It was a serious episode, and you know because the opening music uh, was actually serious. It wasn't like it was oh, really metal. It wasn't like, like marimbas music. and keyboards with like a nice sweeping drone oh, shot. So that's and a lot different. Of okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It likes to do a lot of like Miami establishing shots. You know, they do like sweeping drone angles and a lot of like yeah. bikini shots and stuff. And they'll play like a lot of keyboards and like real like beach vibes kind of stuff uh, to start most yeah. of their episodes. But this one, no, we're not fucking around this week. Yeah, uh, we got some business to attend to. Uh, we're going to get this damn plot done. And we're going to finish this season strong. Yeah. Uh, and, and first thing I noticed about this episode is that it aired on my birthday. So what a treat. <laughs> Wow! What were a, you what a gift? How what a old gift? were you in the in this first day? Well, I guess you don't you know you don't have, have to give away me, your age. Jeez, uh, that would have made me let's see like tw- one wait twenty one yeah shit that was my twenty wow. oh man wow. so this was I I was not watching Burn Notice I was uh, I was blacking out I was blacking out at a bar <laughs> wow <laughs> I was not remembering uh, what for happened. You. I, uh, it's classic and, and according birthday. to stories, this is a story that was told to me. I uh, I did Rick Astley's Never Gonna Give You Up on karaoke oh, wow. and then fell there out. You go. So <laughs> it's the only wow. the only way to end that song, really. Yeah, so I, I uh, we got my twenty started off right. <laughs> really great sign of things to come. Well, and so this is what you know. I went into this episode. You know, I'm gonna tell. You know, I told you guys this before. You know, I did not know that this was a show that aired like 11 years ago at this point. Uh, uh, I didn't realize that uh, when I started watching it because when I went on my piracy site to download Burn Notice, this was the first episode that came up when you search Burn Notice. So so I was like, I was like so sort of just like aware by osmosis there's a show called Burn Notice. I'm like, I didn't, I was like, is this show really in its like second season? I like thought I was watching a show that had like aired this week and you guys were doing like a watch along. I was like, oh, I guess it's like a watch along podcast no this is a a watch the whole thing podcast so Uh, so. uh, so i'm i really i was watching this episode thinking that this was aired like this week on usa (laughs) network and so did it throw you off like when people are using flip phones and things like that like you know i thought it was like i thought it was like a you know first of all i I thought it was like a period piece thing or like they're just using like cheap props you know (laughs) like a director now being like you know what we're gonna make a period piece what period do we want to choose 
2007. It just felt <laughs> like it was like, you know, to be made cheap is kind of how I was like, oh, I like, I guess they make this show like really cheap. Like really, really cheap. <laughs> Can't uh, even get real fake modern phones. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I watched this episode thinking this might be a show that was airing now and just was really, really strange. Uh, but also it's really not all that different from, you know, dramatic television now, except I guess there's less like shaky cam. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's still a little more pulpy. It hadn't like gone like too much into like the prestige TV era, right? Like it's not like it even it's shows goofy like as this hell. now. And, then, like, and I kind of like it in its goofiness, to be honest with you. Yeah, you know, I think it's kind of refreshing compared to like all that like real dark like prestige right. TV we have now. And even shows that are like this or of this caliber like want to be prestige TV now. Right. This show didn't seem like it wanted to. It knew what it was at the very least, and it it does have kind of an identity crisis episode to episode, like as far as plot and uh, and episode yeah. quality. Definitely yeah. is a roller coaster ride. <laughs> Wild. Uh, okay, some sure. episodes are just like, I mean, horribly bad. Like, really, some of the worst TV. Yeah. And then there's shit like this, which is like real fun to watch. Like, this is like a fun 45 minutes of television. I mean, this was like a totally fine, you know, I was like, oh, wow, they can, this is like what it looks like when you do action on TV. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I you can do like, that. you can do like the, uh, the thing where you drive through, you know, the arm at a parking lot, because that's yeah. like pretty cheap to do. Yep. You know, you can yeah. do that with you like know? cardboard or whatever. I was like, okay, this is like, you know, TV action. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you can always. There's always a few extra Crown Victorias you can blow up. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's never <laughs> never costs too much to blow up a Crown Victoria. That's right. That's right. So before you got into like before the episode starts, there's like that little uh, thirty second uh, intro that kind of catches you up. Did that do? anything to kind of make it I mean, less it was confusing like, i mean i yeah i got the idea that he's uh you know a guy that has been burned he's a john wick he's in a john wick situation is basically what it is like yeah he's, he's uh, excommunicado yeah that's really what it is he's been burned and this is a john wick show this is like john wick the series kind of uh, john wick uh, in miami there yeah, are John Wick elements like, like like michael weston does have superpowers like he is a super spy he can do <laughs> you saw the anything. jump at the end yeah, we, we're going to, yeah, spoiler yeah. alert, he jumps out of a fucking helicopter. I know, pretty cool, actually. <laughs> that uh, dude I wonder if they had the guy do it, or if it was like, because there was one shot where it looked like he's kind of falling, I was like, damn, <laughs> did they really have him do it? <laughs> I would love to find that out. You can see, like, the, the safety, like, rescue boat in the back of one of those shots. So there definitely was, like, pe there were people standing by, and some of it was hole. clearly shot in a tank. Like, you can tell, like, some of the close-ups were definitely yeah. in a tank. Right. Uh, but look, the, the scene was fun. You got a guy falling out of a helicopter. John Mahoney's there. Like, we're having a real good time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, I, I, the thing about this show that I thought was interesting is that I found maybe like 40% of the characters to be charming and the rest to be like really not charming at all. <laughs> like, that really, is, that's to be ratio, very, yeah. very uncharismatic, like, you know, and I don't mean this to be negative, but it was like porn acting from like maybe forty percent of the people. You know, so, and so everyone else, I'm like, you're like, okay, there's some spark there. You know, let's start with who did charm you, Jack? Yeah, I think our main main guy is like okay. I think he does okay wow. in this oh, episode. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Like I like so I was sour on him to to begin with, and then like through this episode, I was like, okay, maybe he's like all right. <laughs> the villain, his like helper guy i was like this guy stinks this yeah, guy he's so, he's so bad <laughs> stinks this guy stinks so bad that guy is like it felt like a producer to me or something like that uh, uh that like guy is like 
uh, not an actor. I think um, he is a producer, Jack. I think you might have nailed that. Wow. Because I know there is a guy who's made multiple appearances that is a producer, and I will oh, tell you funny. about it. His name is Michael Shanks. and he has That a, is, yeah, Michael Shanks. Yeah, yeah, wow. So, wow. Yeah, I did it. Yeah, yeah. So he, uh, and you'll see, like, if you ever were to see uh, Josh's in my notes, there's a lot of them that just say, fucking Victor. Like this, fuck, this fucking yeah. guy. He has like every appearance. We're just like, get him the fuck off my. I'm screen. just surprised you liked um, like our main guy, Michael Weston. That might, it's funny because talking about the quality dips in the season. Uh, last episode in the last episode of our show, we had John Cullen from Block Party, and he just could not stop talking about how bad the like the no, main he, guys acting. You know, was. I I guess I found him you know pretty bad. I, I think he is a very bad actor, but he's got some he's got an on he's got more on screen presence than a lot of the other actors that are <laughs> yeah, in the show. True. Well, I he think has I, more presence. Like they're not very good, but there's something kind of funny about that. This guy, <laughs> there's something kind of weird about him as a main character. Like a I don't know lack of personality. Almost. Yeah, he's a strange. I don't know. Like I by this end of this episode, I was like, there's the it's the burn notice guy. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he loves it. He also loves his yogurt. That's a that's a character quirk of him. Oh, too. that's yeah, fair. So he that's always, a lot you of get fun. your yogurt in every episode. You know, that's yogurt is his personality. Uh, you know, he would, if he had an Instagram, he would just be like a yogurt bay. He would be like posting about yeah. yogurt. It would be like, hey, well, I'm a Gundam thing. guy. I only post Gundam on my, you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> on my Instagram. I think Gundam was probably objectively cooler than yogurt. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. It really depends on the person, I think. I think it really depends on the person. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yogurt or Gundam? I want to Yogurt or on. Gundam? That's the question everyone's been asking. <laughs> the age old question. We're settling the old disputes here on this podcast, really uh, digging into the pertinent issues of the times. So another thing, too, Jack, since you you kind of thought this was like a new show, too, just because it was at like the top when you searched. Did you did you pick up that this was like a finale of a season? I did pick up that this was a finale of a season because it felt like more expensive. Like I felt like this was like a cable expensive episode. You know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah. Like I was like, you know, there's like car chases and stuff and like gunfights and shit in this episode that feels a little more like, you know, oh, we're using the rest of the budget kind of thing. Like, you know, season finales feel a little bit bigger. Plus, you know the one guy died and that felt like a big moment you know uh, uh, even though i don't really know who this guy is i was like oh this feels like this is important or something so probably (laughs) a big surprise you know what a surprise i'm gonna be honest with you guys i don't know if this is like just like my dude's rock taste in movies or (laughs) in tv but like when they had that scene spoiler alert uh uh, michael we get towards the end of this episode and michael has to uh has to off his new friend victor uh, and like that scene kind of got me. I was like, "Oh man, he's got to like uh, they're friends now." But like, oh, that's sad. Yeah. <laughs> I think it helps. Was it? Did they mention in this episode or last episode that he had lost his family? This this episode, they right at the beginning. This is something they always have to establish. If Michael Weston is going to help somebody, they have to be like a father or right. a parent, or they have to it be protecting a child. Like mm. Michael is like the seminal. Like he's like a wife guy with no wife. He's a dad guy <laughs> with no child. Wow. But he wants to be a husband and a father. That, that's here's how you really dig into who Michael is as a person. He's a wife guy with no wife. <laughs> what a character. Sad. What a sad, sad, sad state. A sad thing to be. But yeah, so he he lives vicariously through just like helping dads in trouble. He loves to help like a, a dad who's in trouble. So we find out that that Victor, who's been he tried to kill Michael uh, earlier on. He did try to blow Michael up with a bomb, uh, but now they're friends. 
So he captured him. They they torture him inside of a hell in a cell type structure for <laughs> yeah, a little geez. while. We <laughs> just get him right in there. Uh, I love. Yep. They threatened to have too... Undertaker throw him off the top, and he was like, "No, no, I'll tell you everything you want to know." <laughs> this is also where he kind of turns, and that I guess that's what I was getting to, where he like reveals that his wife and child were murdered. He went from like jokey, funny guy to like dead serious in like the snap of a finger. In that hmm. scene, <laughs> people love to change their moods and like, uh, 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 like decisions like right on a dime in this show. Like, they, and it happened multiple <laughs> times. Like Madeline Weston, we talked about this before the pod a little bit. Michael's mom and Sam had some great scenes together in this one, but when Sam's trying to get her to go to, away to Orlando and she keeps saying, no, 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 I won't go. And finally, he just like slams the refrigerator door and goes, no, I don't want a beer. She was just like, oh, okay, I guess we'll go now. Yeah, she's so convinced immediately, and her mood just—that's how it was with this dude. He was like, he's like, the high. You're gonna have to do better than that to get information out of me. Like he's the little jokey, like, whatever, funny prisoner. <laughs> and then, and then, like he's like, we know something happened. And then he's just like, my wife and child died, and he gets like extremely serious. <laughs> Total character change. <laughs> yeah, there's some weird like editing in this show. It all feels like, uh, and I'm sure that this is the case. It just feels uh, uh, like a very much like a time crunch kind of show. It feels like uh, uh, that this show gets put together in crunch uh, uh, from watching oh, wow. it because there's some weird, there's some weird pacing issues and stuff like that. There's some pacing stuff, and there's a couple of continuity and consistency things throughout it that I yeah. think are very funny. Like in the big uh, car chase scene with all the Crown Victorias, when they're leaving there, one of the cars, like the last car chasing them, is inexplicably like some sort of Lincoln with like a soft top and a hood ornament, and that's the car chasing them. And then right back, it's just a different Crown Victoria, and it doesn't get addressed. <laughs> I didn't well, even probably the that. one guy had to take his back, but you know, and... yeah, the Lincoln was just gone. Like there was one it's shot with like one Lincoln. shoot or something. Yeah. It must have been. Yeah, it was really that one was really strange. Yeah, there was the guy in the background of the of the jumping into the ocean scene. Um, and I think that might have been it for this one. And that's just my favorite shot of the episode with uh, Sam X at the beginning with a gun in one hand and a beer in the other, just perfectly in his element. Yeah. That's just one I think we could have lingered on a little bit longer. Just give me more of that. More <laughs> Bruce Campbell, just beers Yeah, and I guns. like Campbell in this. You know, he's he's fun in this. He's, of course, very charming. He's very uh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. fun fun to watch on screen. Yeah, definitely. Usually when the episode doesn't feature him, it's a bad episode. Yeah, the less the less <laughs> Sam X, uh, the worse the episode quality. It's not a coincidence. <laughs> Although this one didn't have him too much, but it was still pretty good only because, as you had said, they definitely blew the budget. Like, this was the most explosions. And, like, even last episode, they had, like, a terrible-looking explosion that was very artificial and then this one it looked like they were just like well we've got it let's just use Man. it for this episode no no they blew shit up in this episode yeah. it was awesome <laughs> that part was really cool like anytime they blew something up i was just sitting in front of my screen like woo <laughs> yeah no it, it this is like you know uh uh it, it 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 feels like this one you know uh uh just had maybe like uh, a third more budget spent on it than a, yeah. than a typical <laughs> just a one or slight. something like that you know <laughs> I mean, Slightly if they're bringing better. in television's Tim Matheson to direct, he has to get I the know. resources he needs to make TV. To make TV, uh, he's an auteur. He won't. He won't settle for less. I mean, uh, honestly, he has directed some of the better episodes of this show to date. So, you wow. know, he, I mean, he might just Could have be. a knack for like, this kind of TV. You know, like this <laughs> kind of uh, uh, campy action. Um, so yeah, we story-wise, uh, Michael's gonna help Victor because his family got killed. Find we find out that Carla is uh, uh, even worse and more nefarious than we thought. Uh, Carlo yeah. is uh, Battlestar Galactica's Trisha Helfer. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that's, that's number six from, from Battlestar. Wow. wow. <laughs> yeah. So say we all. Yeah, she was she was on the fracking ship. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, <laughs> Nothing to say to that. No, no one has. No one likes my Battlestar humor. All right, moving on. Hey, look, that, that that's forking ridiculous. I'm more of a good place fan. <laughs> more good, oh, yeah, good holy place. forking shirt balls! Shirt, what a joke. Shirt balls. Yeah. <laughs> I nobody have, like, says. Funny. By the way, nobody says shit balls. Yeah. Like, nobody says holy fucking shit balls. <laughs> they say like, cromulent. Front. Fu- <laughs> cromulent. Yeah, fuck crustable. It's been a cromulent. <laughs> <laughs> between, between Carla, Victor, my ex-wife, it's been a cromulent fuck crustable of a day. Mikey need drinky. <laughs> Viral burn notice tweet. That oh, would be perfect. Yeah. Post that to the yeah. burn notice subreddit. You know, hey, this episode maybe it was a Wednesday. You know, maybe it was the day that Michael was supposed to razza frazza, but he actually razza frazzed. Um, <laughs> you know, he should have oh, was a wooed, and uh, he just needed his upgrade in the form of yogurt. Oh God, I feel sick. Actually, <laughs> just hearing that said, <laughs> hearing sorry. it said, it made me feel sick. Uh, I guess this podcast is over now. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. Right before we have to, right before we have to read another book, <laughs> which this this uh, this there series has. There are books. Oh, Jack. <laughs> yes, there are books. five wow, books. Wow, you're doing you're doing all the like the EU, the burn notice EU. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we're getting into all the lore. Uh, we're gonna there there are digital comics that uh, we're gonna do. Uh, wow, there's all kinds of fun stuff. Are there so any video get... games? Any burn notice video games? There was like an ARG type game that isn't really around anymore. But people have told Ooh. us that there are video games that are really reminiscent of Burn Notice that we should play. Oh, good. So we were good. thinking <laughs> in the Burn yeah. Notice spirit. <laughs> in the spirit of Burn Notice. Yes, good. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be great. And also, there's a uh, there's like an Evil Dead like Army of Darkness game that Bruce Campbell actually did his voice for. I want to check. Oh out. right, yeah, he did do that on PS2. Because like the Evil Dead game, I remember I bought that game. I actually beat that game. I think I got it on Dreamcast. Actually, got fist. Oh yeah, a fistful of okay. boomstick. Is that yeah. game's name really? Cool. Oh, uh, you have a Dreamcast now. You're uh, uh, famously streaming now on Twitch, Josh. Wow. Yeah, I just I just got a new cable to hook this up to my capture card, and uh, I like I feel like every couple summers I just like bring out the Dreamcast and I want to play it. It's an underrated console. I thought it was genuinely ahead of its time. It's a great console. I was one of my favorites ever, but you know, Sony just was unkind. They were unkind to Sega. You know, ruthless, ruthless. That's, why, gaming, they, that's why they went to Xbox. Yeah, it's just about ethics and gaming, folks. Ethics and gaming journalism. <laughs> uh, you know, this is why we we believe in so in such strong ethics here, and this is that's why yeah. this is a pro GamerGate podcast, and everybody that's here right. supports GamerGate. Uh, yep. Strongly, we all sign off. <laughs> this is everyone's SJ, official statement. The SJWs just ruined gaming, really. Mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they ruined gaming, and now they're coming for burn notice. But we won't let them. It's why it's why like all these people are playing Animal Crossing, and everybody's mad. They're just like, that's not a that's not a gamer game. I, I can't wait till the SJWs come for burn notice. Like Fiona is problematic for her uh, erasure of her own Irish history and culture. <laughs> um, and the Irish are a proud people, and for her to uh, denounce her own heritage is disgusting. Uh, and I will not stand for it. Um, I would like Fiona to uh, dance uh, underneath a rainbow uh, towards a, a pot full of potatoes uh, next season uh, to make up for all of this. That's a hell of a <laughs> scenario you just crafted. Yeah, yeah. So, so you went with pot full notes. of potatoes yeah, instead yeah, well, of gold. Not, well, I needed to get one more stereotype in, so I figured if I just put the potatoes in the pot, we could just do it all at once. It's, it's pretty Irish. I mean, I'm, I'm being more efficient, uh, unlike the drunken Irish dogs. 
Hey, you know, it's a throwback. I, I think I think I think Irish racism uh, uh, is due for a comeback. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, uh, you know, as a, a, a gentleman of Italian heritage, we've sure. been racist against the Italians plenty, which is fine. Also, it's totally acceptable. But, you know, okay. uh, uh, just like a new form of it, I think would kind of you know breathe some fresh life. So. Let's jazz some life into these Italian <laughs> stereotypes. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. We're going to breathe new life. That'd be like the op-ed for the New York Times, like um, exploring <laughs> the new Italian stereotype, the the millennial Italian stereotype. That's the one thing. That's like the one accent we haven't had in Burn Notice yet. Like no one's done Italian yet as like a, a cover character. I think we're due for that. I would <laughs> Just, love to see Italian Bruce Campbell. Holy shit. Uh, do you think they'd put on like how far do you think they'd go? Do you think they'd go for like put him in a chef hat and a, a little, little mustache? mustache. <laughs> I think, okay, so I think Jeffrey Donovan is more of like a mustache and chef hat Italian guy, and then Bruce Campbell would be more like mob boss Italian American. I think we put him in like a leather jacket and uh, and have him like maybe wing tip him on the sides, wing tip the mm. hair, Polly Walnut oh, style. Yeah, yeah, that that's good you know? actually. And oh, we that have would Bruce, be fun. That'd be fun. Uh, trying to do like an Italian accent, like hey, uh, you uh, you talking to me or? What are you doing over there? That's fun. I like that, actually. You're looking at these shoes here. I like Italian Bruce Campbell. I like an Italian Bruce Campbell. Definitely into that. Yeah, Jeffrey Donovan just has more of that. Yeah, we put a little mustache on him. We give him the hat. uh, uh, Maybe uh, something Mario themed. Maybe put like a plumber's outfit on him. (laughs) Make him play Mario. He like walks in and he's playing Mario. He's like, not now, Mike. I'm playing playing new super mario <laughs> brothers wii <laughs> that's, when that's a- so that's actually very funny to like say, say like to try to go undercover as an italian guy and you wear like a red jumpsuit <laughs> <Yes>. and like <laughs> overalls <laughs> and like a little red hat <laughs> when you're a spy you need to make a quick getaway sometimes the best option is to jump into a pipe and go bloop, bloop, bloop. <laughs> i now i'm just imagining that oh i'm sorry fiona's in another castle <laughs> Sorry, your burn notice isn't in another castle. I would have loved that though if there was like a PS, like P- early PS3 burn notice video game. Oh yeah, yes. that'd be fantastic. Like a, like a siphon filter esque or something like that. Maybe you're kind of like uh, or like Hitman probably. Like he's like almost just like the Hitman games, where it's like, well, you got to get into the yeah. scenario. Or what about like an stealth? LA Noir thing where you're like uh, doing espionage with like uh, like through dialogue based options and stuff? And oh, that's like, fun! Like you have to I like mean, I mean, a Telltale feels these... like it would yeah. fit really well. Ooh, Telltale burn notice. I'm real. I'm a big Telltale games fan. I'm really into that now. Yeah, I like that. R.I.P. Telltale. Are they done? Is it over for them? There's yeah, like a, a couple years zombie ago, non-union version now, but like okay, cares, you know. all right. Real some of those telltales are okay, but some of them I was like, they got you know, a little I, oversaturated. I'm like, a, it's like a little. They they did too many. They like yeah. the engine was too easy to use or something. Like, oh yeah, and, like, they were they cranking them out. out way too many. For some reason, they decided paying other companies to like use their IP to like make games was a better uh, scenario than like yeah having. I mean, like, probably other it people, is for like, like trying to sell like adventure games which nobody was buying you know what right, i mean but like, like wouldn't you, yeah wouldn't you like uh, uh maybe sell yourself to those companies and say you pay us to make your make sweet games about you or yeah, your ip yeah it's weird i just feel like they, yeah their business model wasn't real good from the start but the wolf among us great game really great game yeah i've heard that one is really good i never i've never beaten a telltale i don't think 
I just uh, did. Uh, I've the done Borderlands a few. Like the first Batman was, was pretty good. I heard that was good. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I, I, I don't just even... don't really like the uh, the Walking Dead ones, and that's like wow. what everybody loved. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I just didn't like them that much. The first season I liked. Uh, it yeah, first season was okay. Bit. It was. It got worse. I did beat first season of it. I guess. Yeah, I think their best examples: Wolf Among Us, Tales from the Borderlands, Tales from the Borderlands for Tales sure, from the which is weird. Rocks. Yeah, Minecraft it's... or whatever. Did people like the Minecraft one? I that haven't was, done didn't Minecraft. Didn't Pat Oswalt do that one? I'll tell you the other one I liked was the uh, the mobile uh, Monkey Island one. It's called Tales from Monkey oh, Island. Okay. Very good. As, I like as that. a Monkey oh, okay. Island fan. They also did one that's hard to find now. They did like a Homestar Runner one. Like it was like Strong Bad. Oh, oh wow. Okay. And that one actually ruled. Yeah, Telltale Burn Notice. This is something I'm going to be thinking about way too much now. That's in my brain. <laughs> that's in my head now, and that's just going to be going through there. I'm just going to be playing out scenarios of just like you can be Sam Axe and like press you know, B to say something cool or like press X to drink a beer and hit on a divorcee. Oh, man. I want that so bad. The divorcee will remember that. Uh. <laughs> Every time. Veronica will kick you out for that. It doesn't do yeah, anything Veronica when they remember that. that, right? They don't care that much usually when, no. when they remember something. Uh, it's like it's a kind of ominous. Like it could be a good or bad thing because it could. Yeah, be but like, usually but, it doesn't end up doing anything. That's what's oh, funny about that's, yeah, Telltale that's, games. <laughs> that is the big flaw with some of those games. <laughs> yeah, yeah all I think kind the, of the one that feels one. like it does the most is Game of Thrones, but that's just because everyone dies at the end anyway. Like you just get murked no matter what because it's Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, you just <laughs> fucked from the start because it's Game of Thrones. I like that. But I mean, the, the Game of Thrones one's interesting on some levels. Like the some of the original storytelling for it's pretty good. And they got the voice actors from the show. So like there was some stuff about it that was like, it was I miss the old school adventure games. I like the old ones better. Yeah. I mean, the LucasArts like old man. Click stuff. Did like, you ever yeah, play I, um, Thimbleweed Park? I you know, I've Thimbleweed heard that Park. that's really good. I have not played it. I, I want to play that. It's very yeah, that's cool. The, the Ron Gilbert. It's uh, like on my list. It's, uh, it's Twin Peaks Monkey Island. I like that. It's great. I like that. It's it's the the ending is truly truly insane too. Like they get really weird with it. I did not That's finish cool. it, so I'll have to maybe get into that. Oh, it gets okay. it gets very like even more Twin Peaksy with how weird it gets. Ooh, okay. I love that. Okay, definitely. Yeah, no, that was that. good. I'm with you. I love those too. Like even um, the older Telltale games, like before they got big with like Sam and Max, like some of those. Oh, I love Sam, Sam and Max. I like Full Throttle. Uh, mm. All the Monkey Islands, even that third one with like the, the with like the full animation. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I love the adventure. I love all the adventure games. Yeah, those games are great. I played so much Curse of Monkey Island. Like as a, like yeah. that's like a childhood like seminal like shaped my love for gaming growing up. I, I think I had the first Monkey Island. Uh, insanely on sega cd oh and wow i played, no. I played set monkey island on sega cd with a that's controller badass actually <laughs> that's a deep cut right there yeah it's a cool way to play that game <laughs> it was harder but uh that was a good game that was a great game josh did you any any failed or obscure consoles man you know i feel like i've kind of avoided that like i've got a million like tacky nintendo peripherals from like anytime they do that but like like defunct consoles like that i never really did get any do you have a wario where oh, oh, oh like you mean like isn't one there of like wario isn't there like a whole isn't there like a thing that came with wario where wasn't there like goggles or like a or like a some sort of apparatus that came with those games oh no i don't think isn't so there, isn't there something that came with those i thought they did i don't know I have all I sorts remember. of shit i have the samba de amigo you know you uh, have the dreamcast uh, maracas I think I do. My mom wow. has them at, 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 at her uh, 
you know, at, at my mom's house. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I have wow. Because I was gonna Baracas. say those are those go for like hundred and fifty dollars. Oh, shit! Wow. I should have my mom bring them over. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah, that's I like had all sorts of shit. The, the Sega CD was the first console I got, and we got it because I wanted the Jurassic Park game, and we oh. didn't realize that it was like an add-on system. So we just got the Genesis, like, to get Sega CD or whatever. <laughs> Wow. Oh, wow! Did you ever did you ever do Snatcher on the Sega CD? Uh, well, I have. I didn't when I was young, but I've played through uh, all of Snatcher, you know, on an emulator. That's okay, the only I was... game I remember from Sega CD because a friend's cousin had it, like an older cousin, and he let us play it. It was fucking cool. Because <laughs> you could do like Sega the little CD zapper really gun. Weird. Yeah, there's a there's, strange one. There's a way to do it, and I've I haven't ever gotten into a mood yet. And there's probably a weekend where I'll try where you can like mod a Wii and put the. A snatcher emulator on there you can you can use the wii remote as like the gun from when oh the that's Zapper awesome gun. i'm just like damn that would be a cool way to play that game yeah yeah that is pretty sweet. but there's not that many gun moments unfortunately not the dampen that's your... that's true too. <laughs> that's why i'm like i don't know if it would truly be worth it <laughs> would it be cool yeah so uh, something that did have a lot of gun moment moments. This episode yeah. of Burn Notice that we're talking what about. What a yeah. segue! Bam, lots, oh, yeah. lots of lots of fighting in this. There was yeah, there was a lot of shooty time. There was a lot of explodey time. So Victor and Michael are going to team up. They're going to take down Karloff once and for all uh, because Victor uh, has some some blackmail files. Classic spy. Uh, uh, oh yeah, material. The steel dossier. Yep, he's been. Yeah, he's got the steel dossier. He's got the P tape. <laughs> he's he's, gonna, he's got the P tape, and he's ready to show it. Damn it! He's wow. got all of uh, Mark Burnett's tapes that Tom Arnold won't shut up about. He's got all of it. <laughs> wow, all the oppo. Yep, he's got he's got Trump saying the gamer word. Uh, he's got everything. The wild the gamer word Trump. Wow, gamer word Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think like uh, do you think Baron or one of the Trumps would ever be like a Twitch streamer? I'm waiting for Baron to start. I swear to God, Baron might start streaming if Trump just wins a second term. You know, as long as soon as like the election is over and there's no more getting reelected, Baron will probably start a Twitch. Yeah. I bet Baron's on twi- in Twitch chats. You know, right? That, that nobody knows that it's Baron. Oh yeah, Baron could definitely have like a sock sock puppet or two, a couple of Smurf accounts, maybe some yeah. anonymous stuff. Yeah, you don't know. Baron might be in your very chat. <laughs> oh wow! There's a lot of interesting <laughs> names. Like, I mean, sometimes Horse Whisperer has been in my chat. Yeah, maybe Baron's running yeah. the Horse Baron. Whisperer account now. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? You know, you you never know. It could always be Baron. That's what they say. It could always be Baron. When you're a spy, you always have to look over your shoulder for Baron. <laughs> you get those anonymous <laughs> gift subs. You never know. That's what, I mean, Michael did say that. Michael said that you have to trust people sometimes because a spy who's alone. Uh, is never going to be successful. <laughs> you can't constantly be looking over your shoulder for Baron Trump. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, Preach. You know, on that point, this is interesting because like this is 2009 right now. This show early 09, right? So this is months yeah. after Obama's inauguration, uh, right? <laughs> okay. So we're about to see television. Like this is, I mean, culturally, like, we're going to see tra- uh, television transition from that Bush era to like Obama era TV. That's and right. I'm interested to see if that affects this show and the way it looks or feels at all in the coming <laughs> season. Because it does. Like that that kind of stuff does affect pop culture in, in ways. Well, um, this feels very 24. It felt very 24-ish to me, this show. Like oh, it's yeah. like 24 cheap permeated cable that 24. Kind of TV for sure. Like they, I think it was really influential. And that's Bush era TV. That's like 24 right. is very much Bush era TV. That 
that's like torture TV. Oh <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like this show torture started porn in 2007, movies. so like started getting written probably in the mid 2000s, like during the Bush years. Yeah. So it still has that feel, but now that it's changing, you know, there's five more seasons of this show. Will that change as the culture kind of changes uh, around the show? I would be interested uh, to see if it's. Um, perspective on the government changes like if the government changes from being like evil and shadowy to like more like good guys or something yes, like that, that is, you know what i mean that's what i wonder yeah because like the government and the cia are very much the bad guys in this show like they're they're the guys who burn michael they turn right. on him the government's not helping uh sam like has government connections still but he doesn't really trust them and it's like kind of a tenuous relationship uh so like yeah they do kind of present them as like not to be totally trusted and yeah, that might change uh, as and, and, you know, Michael's relationship, like with his handlers and stuff did change by the end of this episode, too. Yeah. So we got some new things to come. Uh, but first, we have to get there and we get there through literally a road of exploding cars. Yeah. So they uh, their their plan is to uh, uh, draw Carla out and they're going to expose Carla's blackmail to management. So then she is the one who gets burned. Oh, <laughs> wow. Turning wow. the tables, basically. Yeah. Yep, you're going to flip the script, as they say. Uh, going to make him choke in the basement of the shelter like Bunny Rabbit from 8 Mile. <laughs> what if you flip the script? It'd be upside down. You can't read it. Can't read it. Yeah. It's very famously. Uh, that's why That's why these are uh, trained spies. So we get two. We get kind of two diverging <laughs> plots in this code. episode. We get Michael and Victor like off to get Carla, and we get Sam and, and Michael's mom, Madeline, uh, just trying to be safe, really. And just having a nice time and blowing shit up with Christmas lights. <laughs> I want to talk about the Christmas lights. This, yeah, so, what a weird. <laughs> great scene. Really cool. Really fun stuff. Um, uh, basically, the, uh, the, the Carla's assassins are going to come to get Madeline. Sam's there to protect her. And for some reason, they just surround the house and stand there for long enough that uh, Madeline and Sam can string together shotgun shells into Christmas lights that it's are now like bombs. grown up home alone. <laughs> Is, is what I'm to believe there. Uh, all set to a wonderful punk rock cover of Jingle All the Way. Yeah. No, it was just Jingle Bells. Jingle, yeah, that's what the song. Or was called, it Jingle right? Bell Rock? Well, Jingle Bells ends with the lyric Jingle All the Way. Is that what's the know? name of this? The name of the song is Jingle Bells. Then I'm just thinking. Yeah. It is Jingle Bells. Am I thinking of the uh, the popular film starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad? Love that movie too. <laughs> Is that is that why? So? I think you might be. I think that might be what you're thinking of. Okay, yeah. cool. So so Michael and Victor and are racing off to get their Turbo Man doll for uh, for Michael's son. <laughs> got to get away from Sinbad. I got He's that got right, right? Always behind you. <laughs> yeah, you got to always watch out, look over your shoulder for Sinbad. We're always saying this. <laughs> Hey, like just from Always Sunny, he can't be. He's 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 crazy. Sinbad's definitely a guy I could imagine appearing as like a cameo or guest spot in this show. This seems like, yeah, I could see that. I believe that. There's oh. been enough of like, oh, look, it's that person. Oh, yeah. This is the, a show riddled with like the uh, quote unquote that guy type actors. Mm, yeah. Like uh, just, uh, yeah, journeyman, journeyman yes. of, of cable television. Yes. Veterans uh, 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 of screen. Them. Veterans of small screen. <laughs> small screen. Yes. My, veterans of the small screen, you would say. Absolutely. I mean, my favorite episode, I think, of the whole series was the one. Uh, it was a Lucy Lawless guest star. And uh, it rocked. She was great. 
Wow, she's great. She's this is before all the movie stars started taking all the TV jobs. Yes, this is before all the movie stars mm. just all started slumming <laughs> and took all the TV jobs. Okay, well there, prestige there, television. There is did. one movie star. There was one legit movie star in this show so far that I can remember off the top of my head. Uh, before he was a movie star, but uh, Michael B. Jordan was in an episode this past season. Oh wow, good for him. Oh yeah, yeah very early in, in a same episode that had Michael Irvin and rapper Sticky Fingers. It was a wow. star-studded cast. Wow. One of the better episodes, too. Absolutely. Yeah, actually, that one was really fun. Michael B is great. He's great. He's great. I'm glad, you know, I'm glad it, it worked out for him, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, he didn't get that recurring on Burn Notice, but he's doing okay. Yeah, not didn't quite land that gig. But you know what? If I think if he keeps plugging away, and, uh, <laughs> it, I think well, if, if really I ever tries, run into him, we might see more from this guy. You know, maybe a couple of more might. Black Panther movies or something like that. <laughs> I think maybe we'll get him there. Michael yeah. B, we're pulling for you, man. Mm-hmm. We're hoping the best. If I ever run into him, I'll tell him I loved you on Bird Notice. <laughs> That'd be, that's like, we, we talked about that with John Cullen last week, like the funniest things you can like do cameos to people for. But if Michael B. Jordan was on cameo and you're just like, hey, Michael, I loved you on Bird Notice. Can you say a quote from your character from Bird Notice? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta it's, really dig deep back. That is like, a, I mean, I would love to get a cameo from Tim Matheson and be like, hey, I, I, I think you did a great job directing. Can you tell me something <laughs> about your creative process directing? Wow. Do you think Tim Matheson, I haven't checked, do you think he's on cameo? Maybe Tim Matheson's on cameo. That's one we have to check for, I think. I think so. I think that would be a fun... Well, like if it's anything like Gabriel Anwar, where it's $250, that's too much money. Well, Yeah, Gabrielle Anwar is... Uh, she's charging top dollar. She's like the Caroline Calloway of cameo. Wow. Yeah, she's charging that. as much as Mark Duplass. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, okay. Well, first of all, let me get... Mark Duplass is charging way too fucking much. Then. Yeah, that's... He's charging yeah, $250. If, if Mark Duplass is the high mark, that's too Mark much. Mark Duplass, don't charge $250. What the fuck? Mark, get over yourself. <laughs> mark. I do love that on here. It, it just... Funny what is the other... How much is the other Duplass? How much oh, does the other Duplass brother charge? I just love because it, it has like his work there. It's like the league, but then it goes creep. So it just looks like it's calling him a creep. Well, <laughs> well <laughs> how, much, how much is Steve Ranazisi? Steve, oh geez, yeah. I wonder. He's on Fiverr. He's gonna get him for probably like five dollars, right? <laughs> hey, Steve, can you tell us that story about what happened on 9/11? <laughs> he probably it's really inspiring. Could, you think he he probably bet, could I, never do cameo because too many. He would just get yeah. that. He would only get that. Maybe Steve Ranazisi was just a spy and he got lost in his own cover. You know, maybe this is all a big misunderstanding. You, you're, you're saying he actually was there at 9-11? I mean, either that or like he was posing as someone who was there and just let it go too far. You know, I now, he's just, now he has Steve to live Ranazzisi, his own cover. I believe that Steve Ranazizi did 9-11. That's, that's what level <laughs> oh, I'm Wow, a Ranazizi truther. I think that this has all been, you know, a big sort of smoke and mirrors to distract from the real truth. Wow, more anti-Italian there, racism. Why, Shocking. Why is there Shocking. only one guy who famously wasn't there at 9-11? Huh? That, well, that you know, you can't disprove it's it either. questions no one's no. asking. These are the hard-hitting questions that if no one's asking. If you did 9-11, wouldn't you want a story out there that's like, he was not at 9-11? <laughs> that is, <laughs> you, you got a point. <laughs> hey, famously so not at 9-11. Not at is this guy's famous for, this is the only thing he's famous for, is not being at 9-11. You know, that's exactly what you would do if you did 9-11. <laughs> what a disinformation campaign. Folks, we call that counterintelligence. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's just like rubbing his hands together, just like <laughs> laughing at all. Yes, don't think I wasn't at 9-11. <laughs> <laughs> We here at Burn After Noticing will not let Italians get away with this. 
<laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of Italians, there's a lot of gunplay in this episode. Uh, starting with one of my favorite moments, the intentional bullet ricochets. Can we talk about intentional bullet ricochets for a second? <laughs> yes. We talk about how Michael just said, just very casually, the best way to stop a car is to ricochet bullets off the ground while it's moving, yes. and you can make them come up through the floorboards. Yeah, you can so just you can, do that. You just shoot the, like... Street, I guess. I guess you just he was doing the, the uh, he was doing the thing up. from that movie Wanted, where you bend the bullet. He was doing like the, yeah. Uh, I was just gonna bring <laughs> that up. Yeah, uh, total Wanted moment. Well, yeah, Michael Weston and Sam, like, when he's like, when you can make the bullets come up from under the car, I was like, why doesn't everybody always do that if that's possible? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, Michael and Sam did famously meet when they did the Kennedy assassination together, so that's how right, you know. So right. bending bullets, you know, magic bullets has always been a thing for right. them, you know, in their organization, the CIA, the FBI, and these different oh, organizations that, kind that of come spy. together. You know, they they invented bullet bending just for these kind of purposes. <laughs> Like bullet bending, like Avatar, the last bend. The, la- the last bullet, bullet bending. Bullet was one of the houses. Yep, <laughs> they always won too. House bullet bender always won. It's <laughs> <laughs> weird, man. They need a nerf. They need a nerf house bullet bender next season. They're OP. <laughs> it's really. I say give them the all players. guns. Give them all guns. Yes, give all the uh, all the airbenders and all the all airbenders guns. guns. I don't think any nation is safe until they all have guns. I do mm-hmm. like the idea of the last gun bender. Like I just <laughs> have guns. <laughs> Like yeah, you guys are going to go. Just like, shoot you in the face. All these gun. like kids <laughs> learning how to use guns at like a dojo. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> oh, they train for years and years and years, and like uh, the last gun Benner just walks in on the first time with an AR-15 and just mows everyone down. Jeez. Oh, well, guess I win. I'm the last gun Bender. <laughs> that's one way to do it. I guess it wasn't that. That's basically uh, Bruce Campbell's character in Army of Darkness. Yeah. And uh, speaking of terrorism, uh, can we talk about the nine, like the post nine eleven roadside IEDs that went off in this episode? Yeah, wild. Yeah, that's Pretty very. Awesome. That was very uh, twenty four. <laughs> we that's just did like 24. a bunch of roadside like IEDs on American soil. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty exciting. Uh, done by a former IRA operative. Yeah, really great stuff. And no, and I mean to that scene's credit, it was really cool. Like they blew up three cars. Uh, they like all did the spinny move. Like the cars did like the twirly barrel rolls. Oh yeah, that was fun. Uh, See, so exploding cars and barrel rolls. They're playing fucking like bad new metal as like it's going through, and you're just like, yeah. Again, this is my dude's rock taste in TV like this really coming out. Yeah, you had no, a lot I of explosions of to this look is at. Like a, you know, there's money being spent here. This yeah. is a season finale. Yeah, yeah, we got that. We got the we got the Christmas bombs, uh, and then there was another explosion I'm missing. Right? What else, what else exploded? Oh uh, man, I mean, there was a there was a bunch. I mean, I can't even keep track of them. There was like yeah, so many. I know. I, my mind was just so blown. I I, I, <laughs> I couldn't even keep track anymore. <laughs> There was, uh, I mean, one of my favorite. There like, was uh, on the Christmas light scene. Uh, Sam needs to like uh, get Madeline out of the house, and was just like, "Sorry, Madeline, we just have to blow up your entire house. It's the only way. <laughs> the only right. way we can escape is if I just explode your entire house. So you have to live somewhere else next season." There was a. There was also an explosive kiss when yes. Michael and Fiona oh, kissed. Yeah. Might, yeah. We did get a Michael and Fiona kiss, and we got us a, a new explosive toy for Sam X, the Spy Buick. Which I hope they keep. I hope they don't return that to the neighbor, and I hope Sam keeps his cool old school Buick. That's You'll a good. To... That's a good Miami spy car. Oh yeah, it's very inconspicuous. <laughs> uh, they love so... white leather interiors on old cars in this show. Like this is the third like classic car with a white leather interior they've had a character drive. 
Oh, funny. It's yeah, like well, it's very you know. much like you see the things that I think Matt is like very much Matt Nix's personal taste, the showrunner and creator ah. of the show. I think that there are things that are just like things he thinks are cool, you know, and right. he just puts them on screen. And I think old cars with white leather interiors is just like one of those things like he probably had a poster of one as a kid and was like, that's fucking sweet. <laughs> you think he had yeah. a poster of like a car with white interiors on yeah, his he wall? Just get, like, you know, he's got like a classic car and it's just like that whatever classic car. Maybe he had like a like a Challenger or a Barracuda up there or something like that, you know? What like did a, you have on your wall? What did I have on my wall? Um, WWF Superstar Sable with the handprint titties. Wow. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I had on my wall. I wasn't a car guy. I like titties. I had, a, I had an Empire Strikes Back poster. I'm trying to remember some other ones. I actually, I was always a movie poster, even since like a like early teen years. Like I had a Reservoir Dogs poster for a long time. I always thought it was cool. I was never really that into posters as best I remember, except for maybe like I may might have just like put up the poster you got with Grand Theft Auto. Like I would maybe put up posters okay. I got with video games just because oh, nice. you like are supposed to put up. Like I was like, well, I got a poster. I guess I'll put it up. <laughs> I mean, like the map. I'll, I'll out myself sweet. for probably my most like dudes rock poster I ever owned. That was my my entourage poster. That was like a oh, vertical wow. of all the boys from Queens like standing there, and it said, "Very entourage. nice." And it's like maybe, and it said it's something like maybe you can have it all or something like that. <laughs> wow. It was so good. So good. Oh yeah, we we, we love entourage here. Uh, famously, never seen it. It's so good. I mean, Never it's seen not it. I mean, good, I, I've it... watched all of Entourage. Uh, it is a terrible show. Oh, yeah. It's uh, very much a product it's of its very, time, which it's makes very it kind watchable of fun in retrospect. And bad it's, show. Yeah, it's very much like it's the most 2004 shit like, yeah. imaginable. Yeah, it's it's pretty. That, that's, that's I think they right. call somebody the F slur or the R slur in every single episode. <laughs> yeah, maybe or every a combination episode, yeah. of both those Jesus slurs. Jesus Christ. <laughs> which I've heard yeah. Johnny Drama do a couple of times. Yeah. What was HBO that they can get away with? It's not that's TV. Like what, that's it's what you pay for slurs. is to hear, you know, cussing. <laughs> yes. Cussing yeah. and boobs. Just, lock, just locker room talk with the boys from Queens. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, for a show with so many Italians, they could have done more anti-Italian racism. Again, they had an out. They should have just... I listened. know. I know. They should have just gone there. <laughs> yeah. That's everyone's biggest gripe with Entourage. Yeah. They, yeah, they just yeah. weren't racist against Italians enough. Well, yeah. Where's the anti-Italian racism? Yeah, just do more of that, and uh, that show would have been just fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, speaking of dudes rock, dudes die as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is a big, this was a, a a bombshell, I could tell, just from, I don't know, the tone of how it was shot. I, they did a decent job building some tension in that scene. Like, uh, they, I mean, they, could, they did do the thing where, like, they planted that Michael was going to kill him where right at the beginning, even when like, they had that little fight scene at the top of the episode, Victor was like, you might as well just shoot me now. Hey, are you going to shoot me yet? Hey, you might as well kill me. Like, I think it says four or five times. He's like, Hey, you're going to shoot me yet, Michael. Yeah. He really, really wanted to get shot. So, you know, Michael gave the guy his wish. He did ask. He went it. and did it. He went and did it at the end of the episode. You know, you got to be there for your friends, uh, whether it's yeah. to help them out, uh, whether it's to get uh, revenge or whether it's just to shoot them in the chest. <laughs> That's right. That's the life of a spy, though. That's what happens. Yep, you just got to kill your homies. Yeah, sucks. Uh, so yeah, uh, the plan to get out is uh, so he's going to 
uh, kill Victor, they're going to kill Carla, and then he's going to act like he's the one who found the dossier and brought it to management so he can get himself out of trouble, basically. That's the way to kind of wiggle his way out of this little pickle they've got themselves feels in. even more john wiki when you say it like that like that's the company right the management yeah right. it, i mean that's what they keep calling them right uh, carla kept keeps referring to them as management i mean when the helicopter comes up she's like oh management's here and uh turns out we did mention this earlier but management consists of uh frazier's john mahoney oh yeah it's martin yeah, crane himself uh... martin crane great martin stuff crane. i was i, I was very happy eddie, though see. didn't see eddie in this episode no eddie I would have loved if they gave him a little terrier, Still Jack trying Russell. To, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, he, he's management. They they show up on the scene. Carla's about to blow up uh, this boat that Michael and Victor are hiding out on on Victor's boat. And right before she presses the button, uh, there's Fiona with a big old sniper rifle to save the day and uh, take out Carla. So drop an F in chat for Carla. Rip Carla. Yeah, Rip Carla. Rip that's, Carla. That's, that's, that's that hashtag it. would have been trending was, if this was, was that, a current show. Yeah. Was that the was that the uh, season bad guy, Carla? She kind of is. Yeah, I mean, she was uh, revealed as like Michael's handler. She's kind of been like in charge of Michael's situation for like this season, okay. and they've been kind of slowly revealing that she's like uh, uh, more nefarious than they let on. And she was the one who actually got. Victor's family killed just so they could recruit Victor, and now that she was probably the one who had something to do with Michael getting burned so they could recruit him. And so basically, like, yeah, she goes and, like, fucks everybody's life up, so then they have to go work for this uh, some sort of clandestine organization that they have now. Gotcha. The, you know, the John Wick organization. Yeah, yeah, the, the organization of John Wick. I don't know if that they have, like, a secretary room full of pneumatic tubes and tattooed 50s pinup girls. They haven't shown yeah. that yet. Uh, It'd be great come? if the guys from Burn Notice show up in the next Sean Wick. Oh, if I'm they, if, wow. if it is what revealed that this was the same universe, that'd be great. Oh, I'm super into that. Uh, yeah, that you know maybe we'll still get the Dexter <laughs> crossover too, so we can have the Dexter John Wick Burn Notice shared universe. Oh wow, that'd be great. Let's that, put it all know, together. They try to do the monster universe at Universal, but this is this is really what they should be the doing. Spy yeah, the yeah. spy universe. Yeah, yeah. Spy universe. And then at the end, it's like James Bond shows up. That's like after the fifth movie. They're like, you know, what we have to do is take down Bond, or and whatever. And then, and then, as wait for it, then Nick Fury shows up. Wow, Nick Fury all, enters it, the shot. It, and then they're, they're like, all Avengers. Was, Everyone's an Avenger Marvel. now. Congratulations. It was Marvel the whole time. Everybody's an Avenger. The whole time. Uh, Disney has purchased USA Network. Bird notices Disney now. <laughs> uh, Fiona Glenann is a Disney princess. There uh, we go. Uh, Let's get Michael. a Michael Weston walk around character at Disney World. Oh, man. The Bird Notice ride at Disney World. Could you imagine? <laughs> a spy stroll through Miami. It would be like one of those shooter games, right? It'd be like the yeah, little yeah. shooty target game. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, or like, uh, like Aerosmith's Revolution X. Yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. Isn't that that? That's the arcade. That's game, like right? the arcade shooter. Yeah, like the on rails uh, arcade shooter. One of my local arcades actually had that. Oh yeah, I played the shit out of that game. It was very Area Fifty One ish. Yes, yes, yes. Kind of feel. Yeah, yeah. Time Crisis. Oh, time. I'm actually very good at Time Crisis too. That's like the arcade game that I just get. That's the one. That uh, yeah, I, I always look for it like a Dave and Buster's or something. Oh yeah, the Time Crisis Two machine. When you saw that, that was that was that was a good one. Oh yeah, you knew you were in for a treat. That and Silent Scope. There's a spy oh, yeah. for you. Silent Scope. Yeah. Silent Scope is really good. The Chris Kyle Simulator. Uh, my favorite. Yeah. yeah, I love that level where you're uh, on that bridge in New Orleans. Uh, <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> that really good one. And then the, the the last level at the gun range I thought was a little weird, but took it in a dark direction. I mean, Chris Kyle did it, not me. Ask Jesse. <laughs> ask Jesse Ventura. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. Jesse will tell you. He'll set you straight. Hell yeah, he will. <laughs> Folks, vote for <laughs> Very Jesse. Very topical. Write it right in, Jesse. Fuck it. Very topical. Yep, we try to stay timely here in this podcast <laughs> about a show from 2007. About that 2009 show. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. This is, it's all about staying timely and with the times here. Very contemporary stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, but he's like, he's like abandoning management because he's like, management's been like, we've been protecting you. We've been all those baddies from your past who've been like scorned from you. We've been keeping them at bay. Do you really want to throw that away? And uh, Michael says, fuck yeah, I do. Peace out. And just fucking jumps out of the jumps helicopter. Jumps out of the helicopter. Just fucking jumps out of the helicopter. I Man, that's... <laughs> oh, wow. I really loved it. <laughs> I loved it. That seemed like... It seemed like too high in the air for like a helicopter jump, right? Yeah, that was quite a jump. I was just thinking like, did the guy... Did he really do it? Because there's one shot where it kind of looks like he's doing it, but I'm like, and then, you know, maybe he did, but uh, but that's a high jump. That's a real <laughs> high jump. High up in the air. That's it really high. Pretty high up in the air. Um, but again, this supports my theory that Michael Weston is a superpower or a superhero. Like, he has powers. <laughs> he has powers. He's indestructible. He just is. I don't know. I mean, like, can you can you jump out of a helicopter like that? I guess you can if you're just like blowing out of your nose really hard. Yeah, yeah. Know? I don't know. You blow out of your nose and you like clench your butthole really tight and yeah, you should like... just be fine. <laughs> oh God. And if there's anything that Jeffrey Donovan is good at in my mind, it's clenching his butthole real, real tight. He just looks like a just looks like a real tight kind of guy. Good you know? clencher. I think you, I Typical think clencher. Clenched, you know, for the entire episode. Yeah, he's just a very clenched man. Like we talked about this last yeah. week with John Cullen. Like, n- like a lot of people like to not open their mouth when they talk in this in this show. Sometimes, oh yeah, they like to do mm-hmm. a lot of teeth talking. They like to talk through their teeth a lot, <laughs> and just move their mouths and just keep their teeth clenched together when they say stuff. And for some reason, uh, uh, Donovan in this episode thinks that dramatic voice inflection is just sounding like a newscaster. <laughs> There's like a lot of times where he's like, "I just want my life back." We're live here, and we <laughs> are live accurate. here where I just want my life back after receiving a burn notice. <laughs> yeah, his face doesn't contort when he yells. It's, like, paralyzed when he yells, so it, is, it does no, seem weird. He does, like, for some reason, he looks like a man who has had, like, plastic surgery done to his face, even though he hasn't. Like, he just has tight facial features. Does that make sense? He just looks tight in the face. Tight in the face. He's yeah, tight he, in the he's face. He's got a tight face. He's, he's got a tight up. face. Yeah. Jeff, you got a tight face, my man. Too tight, dude. You're going to loosen it up. you to loosen that face gotta up. Loosen your face up. Do face <laughs> yoga or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to get a little more, like, see, like Bruce Campbell, you know, he's handsome and has, like, just the right amount of little jowliness, like a little bit of that, you know? <laughs> he just kind of has, like, a little of that full featured, square jawed. Yeah. Like a you know? classical man, you know? You know big, yeah, and as he big... ages, he kind of, like, <laughs> it goes into that, like, yeah, you know, yeah. a little bit of that beard, like, a little bit of a beard bod, not too bad, but not, like, perfect. <laughs> he's not working out all the time, but he still retains it just enough. Yeah, he's you know he's on the edge. He's on the edge there. Yeah, like you know he may not be out there kicking ass every night, but one once or twice he can, he might be able to get you. <laughs> <laughs> I loved the music when he jumped out of the helicopter and he's just like swimming in the distance. It it was like the the music to me it was like retro spy music or like a a knockoff variety of that. And it gave me, I don't know why, it just felt like the kind of music that a Metal Gear Solid type game would try to do, like they're yeah. trying to be like Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, I could see that. It definitely had that kind of Kojima like uh, narration, sweeping like uh, a large shot, a couple of tight shots, uh, that kind of tenseness with the water ri- levels rising and falling. 
uh, there was some of that in there for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's like uh, you know, it's like it's it it's all it's all cable. You know what I mean? It like it all feels <laughs> like like prime cable. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. These are like this is exactly you know what 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 a show should be like. You know, on cable, (laughs) (laughs) it's like the shit I wasn't watching. Like none of this I was watching. I'm not gonna watch any of this, but this is like what I expect is going on on cable, and and I'm glad that (laughs) it is. That's a good way to put it. That's why I thought that. That's why I thought it was maybe new. I'm like, well, they're still doing cable down over on cable. (laughs) I hope they are here, USA. I mean, if you were to turn on contemporary cable, I don't imagine it's that much different. I don't know. They're using newer phones. That's probably yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like you know, maybe a little more handheld camera because those are cheaper yeah, now. Yeah. But, There's uh, newer phones. Other than that, yeah. And uh, their, their little quippy one-liners are about social media sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Like, those sometimes are probably the biggest about tweets. There'd be like a scene where like someone would come up and be like, are you Michael Weston? And Michael would be like, how'd you find me? They'd be like, oh, you're on Facebook. Right. That would be... Or like he'd be like, you know, you know, when somebody's like, you know, do you want to die? And he's like, swipe left or something like <laughs> oh, that. I, you know I would love, awesome. a, I would love like a I'm Sam X discovers on online that. dating episode. Like, a, like <laughs> oh, Michael, have you heard of this new thing called Tinder? I just swipe right at all the babes. Oh, he yeah. would definitely be the one like character to introduce that shit. Absolutely, like just he would be checking in, like going through Tinder dates. Like there'd be updates on some of his Tinder dates would go bad, and then like then eventually we find like a client through a Tinder date. Like that's how I imagine that going. I could see it like he's on a mission with him and like she's like, uh, no one's here, come over. And he's like, oh, I gotta, I gotta help my buddy, I can't. And he's like, grits his teeth and just like closes her. <laughs> it's just like the meme, like, babe, come over, can't. Yes. Babe, uh, me, I got a bird notice on me. Sam <laughs> just comes running. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. See, that would kill in the bird notice subreddit. You should start making some bird notice memes. I will never use Reddit. That is my commitment to the world, is I will never ever use Reddit <laughs> under any <Good>. circumstances. <laughs> Good man. Literally that's a, never. That's a good vow. I can get behind that. Folks, don't do it. It's only bad. <laughs> it's bad stuff. Here's the thing. Don't. It, however online you are right now at this point in your life, don't get more online than that. Could always Where, be worse. Wherever you, know I mean? you are currently, just like stay there or retreat. Don't Whatever level for- that you're at uh, in quarantine, yeah, definitely, definitely don't go further. You know no, what no. I mean? <laughs> that should be the you know this should the be ceiling. the high mark. You I know, mean, this you know, be a it. lot of people say you know nobody cares about you until you put on the mask. But if you don't have the mask on already, you know it's a dark yeah. path. It's a dark no, path to go true. down. It's true. It's you true. know, if you've already been dipped in the Smilex, then you know we're here already. There's nothing you can do. There's no saving. <laughs> yeah. There's no yeah, saving. It's over. Yeah. For the rest of you out there. Stay where you are. For the love of Don't, God, stay safe. There's only hell. There's only hell out here. <laughs> they say uh, Jokerfication is the real burn notice. <laughs> yeah, that burn by acid. <laughs> right. Now that's a burn notice. And that's the episode, and that's the season uh, with Michael Weston alone in the ocean with a whole rogues gallery of, uh, of former enemies ready wow. to descend upon the, he and his, his loved ones. Dr. Wiley's robot, he's got to choose. <laughs> Which, I mean, I do think this is cool um, because yeah. this is like a show that you know straddles between procedural and serialized uh, quite frequently and doesn't really know its identity. But you know, with this setup, we know that like these type of like procedural-driven episodes that are coming are going to be 
people that have a past with the main characters. So I think we're going to get more episodes that focus on like the service of the main story and more shit like this. That's more interesting and more engaging when we actually care about these characters and like what they're doing versus like just case of the week bullshit where these guys that like come out of left field and go, Hey, I hear you're a spy with a heart of gold. Help me protect my child. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I guess it's, it's weird to think of this as an episodic show just based on what I saw. So I guess I'm glad that I, uh, that I that I that I saw a good episode. I, <laughs> like, thank you for telling us. That is was a more good than a large portion of our guests can say. Wow, thank you so much. There are, for you that. know, this is an inconsistent show. We've had some fun ones. We've made a couple of fans of this show uh, from this. Not many, but a couple of our guests have uh, decided they were going to keep watching this show and keep up with it. So that brings us to a question we like to ask our guests, Jack: Will you continue to watch this show or watch it again in any capacity? Nope. All right. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Let's rate this thing and get out of here. Uh, right we answer. like to do it out of 10, and we like to rotate that token out of 10 somethings. I'm going to say 10 bullets to your friends. Mm, I like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. I was going to say that like, that I was going to say Christmas lights. 10, Chris, 10 exploding Christmas lights? Yeah. Oh, that seems like such an odd thing in the episode. 10 exploding out. Christmas lights. Five bullets to your friends. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I mean, hey, we already got one Christmas cover here, so why not go for broke? Uh, yeah, so I'll rate it out of 10 exploding. I really had fun with this episode. Uh, one of my favorites of the season, for sure. A lot going on. A lot of explodey, blowy, uppy stuff. Uh, some interesting things to set it up. Made me relatively optimistic for next season. And uh, we killed that little fucking asshole, Victor. So I'm going to give this one like uh, eight and a half exploding Christmas wow. lights. Like one of them was about to explode and kind of just like fizzled out. Eight and a half faulty christmas lights One, you know you can, they, they didn't have much time to make them uh so some of them aren't gonna work yeah i guess see, there's always like there's always like one or two in the string that yeah don't yeah sometimes they just you know they're not all perfect that's yeah. right well and that's okay sorry jack what were you gonna say no no go ahead <laughs> i was just yeah i guess i'll rate mine yeah i mean all for all the things you said it was it was one of the better episodes of the season because it at least moved like it wasn't like boring like middle of the episode dialogue that is just like people in a room talking very uninteresting language so at least it was like for a spy action show you got your spy action going on so yeah i'm probably go a little lower than you at like eight eight exploding christmas lights out of ten for this episode of burn notice um and 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 for me i haven't seen every episode of burn notice um and i'm only coming in you know with the entire sort of you know breadth of every single thing i've seen and all the other sort of television and film that i've seen in my life um and so i have to give this an episode of burn notice and i thought this was going to be very nice uh, a six out of ten all uh, right. just because so this good. was not yeah. that good you know what i mean but like <laughs> yeah. i think All you guys i think you know i think you guys are on a picture of like television yeah. at large it wouldn't be considered <clears throat> like top-notch tv but like for no, what no, it no. is it executes it's fine. that, it, that well. was a good that was a very that was a good uh you know uh uh that was a very good season finale yeah, yeah. great job television's tim matheson thank you there we go. Good, good job, Matheson. <laughs> thanks, Tim Matheson. Thanks to Tim Matheson. Uh, <laughs> thanks to Tim Hope Matheson you're doing for, well, help, Tim. For, for helping us wrap yeah. up a, a season of Burn Notice. And folks, that's season two. We fucking did it. Wow. Season two. Congratulations, guys. More it, episodes of Burn Notice than I would have ever thought I would watch. And <laughs> you still got five more seasons. Hell yeah. And a movie. Five. Se- we got the, we're at the community mark. Five seasons books. in a movie. But the, the movie, actually, uh, another person uh, today in a Twitch chat told me the movie was good. So I'm ex- still excited about that. 
Well, we, we love the Twitch chat here. You can't. You got to take that yeah. with uh, all respect full to confidence. Twitch chats. If you're in a Twitch chat, you're cool. And if you're not following me on Twitch, you should. Uh, so that's where I guess we'll get to plugs. Uh, Jack, you want to plug anything before we get out of here? Yeah, well, you know, I do the Jack AM show, so it's at uh, uh, twitch.tv slash Jack AM every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern, and I do the podcast Struggle Session, which is at uh, patreon.com slash Struggle Session. Uh, and like you mentioned, we, uh, uh, you know, can, um, you can, um, I've also been producing my wife's show, uh, Kate's show, uh, uh, Hot and Rich, which is Monday, Wednesday, Friday on Twitch at uh, twitch.tv slash Hot and Rich. All right. All excellent stuff. I'm a fan of all three. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I listen to and consume and watch all of that. So, yeah, great. <laughs> um, yeah, you can find me at TV on Twitter or at twitch.tv slash thickflare. Uh, we're playing Mass Effect uh, right now, the entire series. I'm going to play all of them, and uh, I'm going to Mass Effect brain everybody. Uh, so look out for that. Uh, Josh, where can they find you? Where can they find us? You can find the pod at Burn Notice Pod on Twitter, as well as burn after noticing at gmail.com. You can find me at uh, Twitter and Twitch, just shaking bakey pretty much everywhere. And then you'll find me there. So there we go. Seek and uh, you shall find. Uh, please look out for uh, some great between season content that we have in the works. Great. Uh, no. Before, well, some of it, I think it's going to be great because we have some awesome. Some of it, Josh, we have great guests. We have really good we, guests. We do have great guests, but we have to read the book. And yes, I don't want to. We do have to read the book. It. But our guests, <laughs> our, our guest for the book is, is fantastic. They signed up for that. Uh, that was their idea. So they don't understand how bad that they is. don't, but it's going to happen anyway. We also have one coming uh, next week that I think people are really, really going to like. Um, so please stay tuned for that. Keep listening. You can uh, uh, do all that, rate it and give it five stars. Uh, you know, podcasts, little ones like us uh, always appreciate that. Always listen to all of the other podcasts here at our Buzzcast family. And uh, of course, before we get to season three, the most important thing you can do or not do for that matter. Don't get burned. Don't get burned in any capacity. Under any circumstances, do not get burned. Don't do it. This was a Buzzcast Network production. Wow.